Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 519, recorded live on Saturday, July 1st, 2017. And here are your hosts, the man who already had some microphone issues today, Dave Play. Hey! And the man who's still running his same microphone, Andy Lowe. Hi. I mean, I'm, it's the same microphone. Yes, but it's mine does not have any somewhere, problems. Somewhere along the way, the computer decided to completely drop the input. <laughs> it knew the microphone was plugged in, and the microphone was powered, but the microphone just wasn't actually, like, transmitting anything to the computer. Or the computer wasn't receiving it, or... I don't even know, uh, but I, I put a, a kibosh to it. I just like, nope, we're rebooting. That's that's that. That's a thing now. It's, I don't know. I've I've messed with this computer so much on a virtual level that like it's not that much of a surprise to me that the hardware is starting to act up. Yeah, it's just after a while, you know, I look at some of our computers at work and especially the computers at home and stuff, and I'm like, you know, at some point you just you, you got to pull the trigger. <laughs> it's well, like I have, I have virtual audio cable installed, so I've got fake microphones and fake speakers going in and out. I've got God knows how many network connections, not connections, like network, virtual network connections. So these are the, the like pretend network cards inside the computer to handle internal routing between virtual machines. I think it's got like two fake CD drives because I'm using um, ISOs for certain things and I don't have an actual physical CD drive in it. So you're saying your computer is like 90% not actually there? Right, right. And so like it's it's no wonder to me that it's it's having some difficulties. One of your virtual cables might have broken. Might it, it frayed. If the virtual cable frayed. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So that was this morning, just fixing that, which again, you know, nice thing to do is just fix it by rebooting. Mm-hmm. That that usually works, but then it takes a little time for everything to start back up. Yeah, no, that's a I hate to say it, but that's honestly, you know, I always make the joke about, like, did you reboot your computer? Oh, but it, it's so nice to reboot. Yeah. Like, there's a reason why it's it's one of the first steps in troubleshooting. Because sometimes things just get muddled, and it's like, okay, you know what? We're just going to start over. We're just going to start and over. And it, the thing is, it works, right? Like, if it was just a, oh, try rebooting just for the hell of it, yeah, but it, you try rebooting because as part of the boot-up process, there are tons and tons of and tons of checks, right? Is this thing responding the way it's supposed to be? Is this piece replying? Is this piece sending out the signal it's supposed to send? And when it doesn't, it fixes itself. Well, not only that, is there might be an issue with the driver or other things there. It's, you know, how many times have I just restarted a service and okay, right. that fixed the problem. But well, I don't want to have people go in there and start, you know, stopping, stopping starting. starting services. Yeah. Oh, come on. What's, what's the worst that could happen? <laughs> oh, um, it could be like the one time where I was remoted in with somebody and they accidentally uh, disabled their network connection. And then had to wonder why you weren't helping them anymore. Yes. <laughs> it's like, I'm sitting there all of a sudden, like, I lose the connection. I'm like, I'm guessing he clicked the wrong thing. Guessing he clicked the wrong so, you know, all of a sudden I get a phone call. Hey, where'd you go? Did you did you just restart your internet connection? <laughs> Yeah, then I lost connection. <laughs> but that's the web. Oh, I still remember my uh, my I worst thought I part. I just lost the, the internet. No, you you lost. Uh, God damn it! I felt so weird at one point because I actually had to walk somebody through editing their registry. Oh, and I why? couldn't. Re- I couldn't. Re- um, something with our VPN and uh, Windows Ten. Right, but why didn't you just give them a registry key and say like run this file? Uh, because um, it was like 
six, seven o'clock at night and they had a laptop that um, oh. wasn't able to connect to anything. Oh, because the VPN was broken. OK, but like they had email, right? I think so. So you could have just emailed them the file and said, just run this. I suppose I could have. It's a lot nicer than walking someone through H-Key local user software, Microsoft. No, the other one. Wait, did I say H-Key local user? I meant H-Key local machine. No, it's back up at the top. No, the top. All I do have to say is... All, All the way to the top. No, the first... Tell me the first thing on your screen. That's not the registry editor. No, it actually it actually wasn't bad because uh, she video chatted me from her cell phone. So actually, she was like literally holding her cell phone up to the laptop screen, and so God you know damn. she had her speakerphone on. And so I was telling, I was looking at my computer screen from the video chat, and you know I was telling her, okay, go here. Nope, go here. So it wasn't that. It was a bit scary because I'm sitting there going like, you know, if something goes wrong on this one, she's gonna fuck up her machine. Yeah. 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 No, she followed directions perfectly. It all worked out. Okay. You know what what else was weird this week? What? I had a thought this week and I I'm still not sure how I feel about it. Uh Google Google's having a sale, right? On on the Google Play Store. Okay. Which by the way, if you haven't picked it up yet, like there's about a dozen games on sale and most of them are really really worth the dollar that they cost. All right. Uh, like I got to I got to look up the yeah. Google Rent Any Movie do. for 99 cents. Well, that could be interesting. There's a couple movies that we haven't seen that are not on. Yeah. Uh, TV sales for a dollar, 80% off books, music. Where the heck are the games? They're in apps. All right, which uh, up to 80% off items? Yeah. Well, that just gave me a item. I don't want a item. I want you to tell Where? me all the sales of all the apps. Where are you looking, goddammit? I'm on the website. I'm on the play.google.com. So I went to play.google.com. I go to apps. I go to shop. I scroll down to the get 80 up to 80% off, and I click on see more. Ah, Oh, Hitman Snipers, 50 cents. Mini Metro, ooh, that's good. Yeah, there you go. Mini Metro and uh, Reigns, you, you should get those. Ticket to Ride. Final Fantasy Tactics. Laura Croft Go. Now, I've heard that's actually pretty good as well. Okay. Because I reviewed In Hitman any case. Go. Hi, Andy. What? Hi. Hi. What do that, you mean, hi? That was not the purpose of the story. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. The purpose of the story was to point out that Google's having the sale, and it includes books, that they have a number of books on sale. Oh. And so I just like, oh, I'll go look at the books now. Of course you will. Yes. Well, so that, that was my problem, is I went to go look at the books, and I'm like, I don't really want any of these books that they're recommending for me. Oh, shit. I've never really purchased books through Google. They don't know what I like. I wish Google had more information about my book purchase history. And that was the thought that kind of scared me. I wish... (laughs) I wish Google knew more about me. That could be... That's funny. Right. So I I don't know how I feel about that. Well, it's kind of funny. You should say something along those lines where it was... um... I think Kate showed me of something passed around Facebook where it was, you know, a guy, had, it was a slide from some presentation. Where they talked about like during the, the 80s and 90s that, you know, you weren't supposed to get into a stranger's car. You know, growing yeah. up, it's like, oh, yeah, no, never get into a stranger's vehicle. And then, then it's I like, mean, you know, the entirety of Uber. Yeah. <laughs> this day, we literally ask the Internet to send, send us a stranger's car that we are willing to get into. Well, but that's I mean, that's the whole idea of a taxi service. True. So I, I don't know about that one like that's yeah okay so google might know me a little bit because they're suggesting the national electrical code handbook as one of my uh you know hey you should get this that's kind of funny (laughs) 
<laughs> Google suggested a bunch of comic books to me. That's probably because of one of the humble bundles that I then put onto Google Play so that I had access to them. And then I made the mistake of actually buying two of those comic books. Uh, and now that is all that Google is suggesting is like, here's every comic book ever. But I don't I don't want every comic book ever. I don't need every comic book ever. Oh, is this the book that I was reading? I don't know. Sorry, I was uh, at some point I was trying to figure out uh, with the curling club why the hog line was called the hog line, because that doesn't really make any sense. Right. OK. And somebody had wrote a book back in 1882, an account of the game of curling. In 1882? Yes. I didn't know curling was that old. Oh, curling is like 1500s. Okay, Preface sure. Preface as works relating to curling, yada, yada, yada. Uh, an account of the game of curling by members of the Dudston Curling Society dated 1811. And the other is a collection of the Songs of the Curling Club heading Cannon Mills by a member dated in 1792, both published in Edinburgh, Scotland. Okay. So I was trying to see, you know, an account of the game of curling back then to see if they still call, you know, what they call things. Yeah. And they, they called it something else, but, you know. Something other than the hog line? Yeah. But it was some weird Scottish word, so. Does it loosely sound like hogline? Uh, or no, wait, here I go. I found the page that, <laughs> so, no surprise, I found the page that I already found last time. They call, this is called the hog score. It is frequently made waving to distinguish shit from any accidental scratch. Hog score in some places called coal or coal score means distance line because the stone which do not pass this line are as it were distanced and thrown aside as useless. So even back in the 1800s, they called it the hog line or the hog score. But even back then, they don't explain why they called it that. Because someone decided to call it that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, 200 years later, I'm still trying to figure it out. So yeah, so that, I'm sorry, that was in my Google Books thing there because they were the ones who had digitized it back from the 1800s. So that was a complete rabbit hole. Yeah. Should and we? I still don't have a resolution of how should I feel about wanting this company to know more about me. Well, it's it's kind of like uh, it's like your answer here. Where it was um, I've actually started to rate things on Netflix now just because, because you were complaining that Netflix didn't know enough about you. Yes, it, it works, doesn't it? Yeah, we're <laughs> we're watching. Uh, what did we just watch last night? It was uh, it was like British people complaining about British problems. What? Yeah, so it yeah, it's your it was your stereotypical thing where you know Brits complaining about you know how you know uh, people don't really you know say hi or you know saying goodbye last forty minutes that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So you're we watching that last night because it was kind of humorous because you know people are complaining about that sort of thing there. But yes, no, I've actually started you know telling Netflix what I like and what I don't like. So then hopefully Netflix will actually learn. Yeah, but I don't know if if like doing that in. Google Play Store will make a difference to the books it's recommending. I don't know. I kind of want to be able to take my Amazon purchase history and like upload that to Google. I don't think Amazon would like that. I don't think they'd like it either. However, they give me the history. Yes. So you could somehow add that to Google. I don't know, you know. If I contact to Google and say, like, look, why don't you ask your users to upload their Amazon wish list and, like, their Amazon history and their book purchases? Like, wouldn't that make you guys have way more knowledge? That said, the, the list of purchases is only, like, half the data, probably not even half the data that Amazon keeps on you, right? Amazon doesn't care what's on your wish list or what your purchase history is 
They care about what have you looked at? How long did you look at it? Where did you go after you looked at it? Yeah, they, they care about more than just your purchase history, of course. So giving that to Google would give Google a leg up, but it still wouldn't give them like Amazon level of knowledge. No. Just, ugh. So, should we uh, get to topics? I sure, yeah. What do we got? Well, uh, you kept track of our list of what we thought the SNES Classic was going to have, right? I did. Aren't you glad that I did? Yes, I actually am, because I, I, first off, I don't remember what was on our list. Yep. So do you, do you think you could... Uh, do, you, do you want to explain why we're about to do this? Well, we're about to do this now because the games list for the SNES Classic was officially announced last week. Which is to say, the SNES Classic was announced last week. <laughs> oh, well, we all knew it was coming. I mean, we we suspected. We even spent time last week on episode going like, I wonder what it would include. Or was that two weeks ago? It was a couple, it was, I don't think it was last week. I think it was a couple weeks ago. It was, it was a couple weeks ago. Like, I wonder what... What we like, man, this NES Classic thing is, is oh, it's right, because it's when they stopped the NES Classic. Yes. They're like, wow, this was so popular. I really wish and hope that they do an SNES Classic. They probably will. What games would you put on it, Andy? And then we sat down and we talked about the games. Yes. So, how would you like to approach this? I have a sorted list of games. Well, what there did, are three what categories. Did, what did we think um, was going to be? Well, well, so so here's the three categories I've got. Okay. Games we thought that are, games we thought that aren't, games we didn't think of that are. So which would you like to hear first? So we were right, or we were wrong, or we just plain forgot? I, well, I was just going to go, can, can you remind me of what we did first that's all i want to know first is what did we say because i well so that's that's the first two categories so here's here's the ones we said where we were correct okay all right it's most of the list we actually did really well well especially okay so there's 21 games in the in the the snes classic yeah and we came up with 20 yes and i do have to say star fox 2 nobody saw that one coming so i don't think that one should count against us right so, so out of out of the 20 that were, you know, actually released as games before they came out on this, we got 16 of them. Wow. Super Mario World. Well, of course. Legend of Zelda. Of course. Super Metroid. Of course. Donkey Kong Country. Of course. Street Fighter 2. Of course. <laughs> and not just Street Fighter 2, I believe we said Street Fighter 2 Hyper Turbo. Yes, I do believe so. Mario Kart. Of course. Mega Man X. Of course. Which was, we we were kind of not sure about that one because it was Capcom, right? That's not Nintendo. It's not first party. Yeah. Final Fantasy VI, marketed as Final Fantasy III because that's what it was released in at uh, for the U.S. Super Nintendo. But it is Final Fantasy VI. Yep. Super Mario RPG. Oh, man. Oh. The Legend of the Seven Stars. Yep. F-Zero, Contra 3, Earthbound, Star Fox, Kirby, Super Castlevania 4, Yoshi's Island. Now, Kirby, I think we get a half point on because we just said Kirby. There were two SNES Kirby games and they are both on this console, this mini. Oh. There's Kirby Superstar and Kirby Dream Course. We only said Kirby. We didn't give anything more specific. We were wrong on NBA Jam which is sad. Yes, yes, that is sad. Mortal Kombat, which was a long shot to begin with because it was released on other consoles and was way better on other consoles. Yes, yes, it was. Super Bomberman. Which I was kind of surprised at that one because I swear people still play that. (laughs) 
and Chrono Trigger. Probably, in, in my opinion, one of the most notable games that is missing from this console is Chrono Trigger. But I think with Final Fantasy VI, they gave Square as much as they wanted to give them. Yeah. What did we miss? Super Punch-Out. Ooh, I, yeah. oh. I don't know. No. Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Which is funny because I swear I talked about, didn't I talk about Ghouls and Ghosts at, or ghoul, Ghosts and Goblins or something like that? Different game. Ghosts and Goblins and Ghouls and Ghosts, I'm pretty sure are different games. Of course, searching for Ghouls and Ghosts at this point is going to show up everywhere. Oh no, it is Ghosts and Goblins. Yeah. Right, it's Arthur. Yeah, Super Ghosts and Goblins. It's sequel Ghosts and Goblins. <laughs> it is the sequel to Ghosts and Goblins. Okay. Yeah, it's the it's a, no, it's actually the third in the series. It looks like. Yeah. So there was there was Ghosts and Goblins, Ghouls and Ghosts, and then Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Okay. God, was... Um, Star Fox Two, which no one was able to guess. No, that's it's not fair. Star Fox Two was an unreleased game. <laughs> yeah, it's that's not fair. You can't say, oh, yeah, no, by the way, we got Star Fox 2, which was never actually released to the public, and yeah. it's going to be on here. Do you know why it was unreleased? Mm-mm. This is actually kind of a sad story. It was it was basically done, but it was late, 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 late in the console's lifespan, and Sega and PlayStation had set the bar for 3D graphics so much higher that Nintendo didn't want to put this out because it looked so blocky and clunky that they didn't want the comparisons so they pulled a nearly finished game out of production because the quality was just not what other people were used to. Gotcha. But since retro gaming is in and chic... Why not add an unreleased game to your <laughs> retro right. console? Uh, Kirby, the other one. <laughs> Whichever one we guessed, we guessed, we missed the other one. And here's the other Square Enix Secret of Mana. Which I've never actually heard of that one. What? Sorry. You never heard of the Secret of series? No. Oh, man. I mean, Chrono Trigger's missing, but Secret of Mana is on there. It, it was pretty good. I'm sorry, but as you know, my, you know... Your RPG experience was, was limited. Yes. Yeah. Still kind of is. I wonder, how, I wonder how different you'd be if, if it weren't so limited. So did you also uh, know that they uh, are putting out a different version for Japan? The Super Famicom yes. instead of the Super Nintendo. Yep. Because Japan had a different thing called the Super Famicom. Mm-hmm. I did know that. The games are all the same, though, aren't they? Nope. Slightly Uh-oh. different. Slightly different. Yep. Uh, Fire, Elbl- Fire Emblem. Oh, uh, Legend of the game. Mystical Ninja. But Fire Emblem such a good game. Panel de Pan, uh, Super Soccer, Super Street Fighter 2, The New Challengers. Yeah, a lot of these are the same, but yeah, there is some slight differences. But I do have to say, 16 out of 20. Now, I do have to say, like, you know, as I was going, as you were going through the list, some of these are pretty obvious. Right, right. I mean, Super Mario World. Yeah. Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. Yeah, I mean, Star Fox. <laughs> Donkey Kong Country. It's, you all look at these things, you're like, yeah, well, no, duh. So the what's it gonna be? Eighty dollars for this, right? Eighty dollars. Uh, yes. Yeah, eighty bucks, seventy bucks, eighty bucks, somewhere around there. Yeah, eighty dollars for the thing there. It's gonna come with two controllers. The controllers are actually got cables that are five feet long now, rather than the two and a half feet of the NA, uh, NES Classic. So you know you got that going for you. Mm-hmm. And even though the box looks like um, the it it has the the. If you look at the front of the box here, it looks like it still has the old SNES controller plugins. But that panel flips down and allows you to plug in the uh, the the Wii controllers. The Wii controllers? Yeah. 
the oh the classic. Yeah, so it's just like the it's just like the uh, NES classic. Yeah, but these will be SNES. Yes, I believe it actually comes with two of them. That's what I I just said that. Oh well, okay. <laughs> there you go. I missed that. Sa- I missed your statement. Yes, it comes Shut with up. two controllers. Eighty dollars. Yes. Twenty-one games. You can plug in your Wii controllers. And some of those games are are many many hours worth of content. Yes. Oh my gosh, Super Mario World. Super Mario World, Super Mario RPG. Oh my gosh, Super Mario. Do you RPG. know like how many good things they did with Super Mario RPG? There are essays written about, like video essays about that game and about the design decisions. There was a joke article that said Square Enix was making its employees play Super Mario RPG so that they could learn how to make good RPGs again. That's funny. It is just such a good game, and now it's it's coming back. And if if I don't manage to snag a pre-order for this thing, I probably will go like wait in line for it. Well, the good news is that Nintendo says they're going to produce more. They realize yeah. now that there's a demand for these, so they promised yeah, to they, produce. They also have not said how many they're producing. No, but they said it's going to be significantly more. Yeah. Which I hope that's okay because, you know, I still hate those pictures where somebody posts where they've got like frickin' 21 of the NES, uh, the NES classics just, you know, all stacked up in a giant pyramid. Yeah. And I look at him I and go, I picture. hate you. I hate you so I know so that much. picture. Supply and demand. I know, and it's, uh oh. If people are willing to pay $400 for it, it should be priced at $400. <laughs> yep. Kind of bullshitty garbage, but yep. Well, worst comes to worst, you buy yourself a Raspberry Pi and you uh, retro-pie it. And then you retro-pie it. I, I may have just gone online. I have Raspberry Pi and I have retro-pie. I may have just gone onto um, the Pirate Bay just to, to poke around and look. And there are images that you can download for retro-pie that are 100 gigabytes large. Uh, I've got one that's bigger. <laughs> How are you putting it on your Pi? Um, a very expensive micro SD card, if it comes to that. I haven't, I haven't actually done anything with it. 128 gigabyte micro SD card? Yes, which is normally, I I do believe, around 50, 60 bucks. But every once in a while they go on sale on Amazon, and, uh, I know people who are keeping tabs on when those go, so. So you you just pick one up when it's on sale? Well, I still have to actually set everything else up first, so. Yeah, I mean, here's one micro SD card for 17 bucks. But I think you need, like, the high-speed ones. Yeah, I I totally trust $17 for a micro SD card. (laughs) That's, that's, yeah, right. (laughs) Well, you know, if it was a micro SD card that was, like, 8 gigabytes or something, maybe. Yeah. Did I tell you I went and um, so I had some uh, hardware boxes at work fail. Okay. Um, and it was Wait, because why are, the, hmm? why are the micro SD cards cheaper than the SD cards? I don't know. Something does not feel right there. But uh, I had to go. Go ahead. I, 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 so I had to get these boxes, and there was a problem with the flash memory in the boxes. So I actually had to like you know load new firmware onto them and do all this stuff there. And it's like okay, you need a USB drive that you can plug in, and you gotta format it so it can act like a bootable USB drive. Yeah. And I'm sitting there going like, well, damn, I don't want to waste you know my normal USB drives for that. So I went to Walmart to pick up a USB speed drive Mm -hmm. the thing is all plastic it was you know yeah i think it was like five six bucks for the usb drive it was freaking i think like four gigabytes or something like that and it's all plastic (laughs) they're the only metal components 
are the the very small flash memory inside and the four prongs to plug it into a USB port. Because of course, you know, once I was done with it, I had to open up and go, okay, what's actually in this thing? Yeah, no, it's big and plastic and blue, but there's nothing actually inside minus the very, very small circuit board that holds the flash memory. Yeah, it's it's mostly empty space. Yeah, and like I said, the actual USB dongle that plugs in your computer was entirely plastic minus the actual floor. Oh my god, Andy, have you seen like the the um the really cheap external USB drives? No. What's up with those? Hang on, let me see if I can find a good picture of it for you. So you know like USB drives, they're they're supposed to have like a hard disk in there, yeah. right? Um well, some copy image, there we go. Where is Andy? Some some enterprising folk realized that they could just take a hard disk enclosure and put in the inside of a flash drive. <laughs> and they just weight it down with... They, they weight it down so it feels like there's something in there. And that, But the thing is, like these are, these are cheap knockoffs, right? These aren't real. Yeah. These are people making a quick buck by selling you a drive that has been altered such that it looks like to the computer that there's you know, 128 or 256 gigabytes or even more, right? A terabyte hard drive for like 30 bucks. Yeah, of course I'll pick that up. And then you get it and you bring it home and you can't copy more than like 200 gig to it. And you say, well, what the hell? It's because it's actually not a terabyte hard drive. It's a 256 gigabyte flash drive. Oh, that's just ridiculous. That's awful. Yeah. Right? Like that's terrible. Yep. But it's all over the place. This this there is this is of part them. of the reason why we order directly, you know, we order OEM order from, sort of stuff. From a reputable yeah, order from a reputable place. Yeah, no, there's there's a reason why we order, you know, directly from a Dell rep and directly from a we have our own C D W rep where we you know Yeah, no, it's it's uh yeah, when we order battery backups, we actually order the APC battery backups and the official ABC, you know, replaceable batteries. The last thing I want to do is, you know, find some knockoff thing there and then cause a fire, and then that would just be bad all around. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd say good for us. We got 16 out of 20, basically. Yeah, we did pretty well on that. I am sad that NBA Jam won't be on there. Yes, me too, actually. That one I was I was kind of looking forward to, because that one, we spent many hours I mean, playing NBA Jam. But there's, there's enough on this list that I, I would see it as worth it. Do you... What about you? All right, hold on. Let me look at this list again and tell you how many of these games I would actually want to play. Sorry, I had just closed down my link. That's fine. Super Mario World. Well, of course, yes, I'd play that. I'd play Mario World. I'd play Mario Kart. You beat Super Mario, right? Like, you actually sat down and played through the entire game. Yes. So playing through Super Mario World just is the the extension of that. Yes. And, you know, of course, I'd do all of the Star Worlds, which you would have to find the secondary endings, and there was one that was freaking impossible because you had to enter the stage at a certain specific time. What? One of the Star Worlds, I think you actually had to like enter one of like the the second stage of that level at a specific time. I don't think that's accurate. I have to look at Legend it up. of Zelda: Link to the Past. Well, of course, yes, I play that one. Super Metroid. Uh, no. Really? I. Uh, uh. Oh, Andy, I'm <laughs> I'm not sure we can keep doing this. <laughs> um, I'll I, I have to go like process this. <laughs> I have to go now. Uh, Street Fighter, I'd play. Donkey Kong Country, I'd play. Wait, did you literally right, actually think... just leave? Huh? <laughs> I heard a door open and close. Yeah, I, I had to go process this. <laughs> I think I can. I think I can move past it for for now. But 
Really? Not a not a fan of the Metroid series. I've never actually tried any of the Metroid series. I mean, Super Metroid. Andy, the Metroid series co-defined a genre. Yeah, I know that in Castlevania, of course. Right. I mean, it's. It, I get that it's not for everyone, but you've never tried it. No. I've never played any of the Castlevania. I've never played any of the Metroid, which is hilarious because, you know, when Nintendo does their, oh my god, Metroid Mr. things, I'm sitting here going, Mr. Completionist, that was the game that, like, defined Completionist. It gives you a percentage at the end of the game. Okay, so Donkey Kong? <laughs> Donkey Kong, of course. You'd play You'd play Donkey Kong. Yeah. Uh, Street Fighter 2. Of course. Mario Kart. Of course. Mega Man X. Uh... God damn you. <laughs> God damn you, Andy Lowe. Final Fantasy VI. Uh, yeah, I knew that one was coming. That's not a shocker. I mean, I swear, I I told I, you know that I tried to sit down and play the Final Fantasy games. You know that for a fact. I, I never actually saw you do it. But I, I understand you're not a fan of Final Fantasy. I get that. Yeah, I... I, I tr- but, but the difference is, you tried it. Yes. You did try yeah. Final Fantasy. No, I will, I will... I don't remember which one you tried. Which one did you try? I tried 1, 2, and 3. I, oh, but those are garbage. <laughs> I mean, they're they're really important. They Final Fantasy 2 is, is widely regarded as one of the worst ones. Um, Final Fantasy 1 helped define the, the concept of, of RPGs at the time. And Final Fantasy 3 is just like, you know, it's, there's nothing special about it. But, like, Final Fantasy VI is where it actually tells a story with characters. Is this the one, Final Fantasy VI, is this the one where they had, like, floating ships and you had to fight a train at one point? They, they all have floating ships. That's actually a recurring theme in Final Fantasy. But, yes, this is the one where you can suplex a train. Yes. No, I tried this one. Where you got to suplex a train? Yes. Did you suplex the train? No. Well, I think, Why I, not? No, I think I did. But still, I'm like, why the hell am I fighting a train? This makes no sense. This is like... <laughs> This, How old were you when you played this, Andy? This was during the podcast, so it's the last 10 years. Oh my god, wow. <laughs> we, we, were, we were recording podcast. Oh god, that's, that's 10 years. That's a third of my life. Andy, we've been doing this podcast for a third of our lives. You know what's scary? Huh. This podcast is older than the iPhone. Yeah, because we talked about it when Apple announced it. We're yeah. like, wow, that's, uh, that's a bold step for Mr. Jobs. <laughs> it's a bold move, Cotton. Let's oh. see how that plays out. Well, how, how wrong we were. Yeah. I mean, it was a bold move, but it, it played out very well for them. Very well. And, you know, kind of destroyed Palm and uh, Blackberry in the process. Rim. Research in motion. Rip. Rip rim. Rip rim. Um, why, so why are you fighting a train? Because you accidentally got onto the train in the first place. Why did you get onto the train? Because this knight that you had just found had his entire family and kingdom murdered by an insane clown who poisoned the water. You were the defender of the realm. You were this this knight, and you were betrayed by the Empire as they poisoned your kingdom. And then, as you're walking through the woods, lost because you are running away from the Empire, you see this train. You're like, what the fuck is that? And then you see... Your wife and son boarding this train. And you're like, wait, what? They they died. Why are they here? Because it's the train that takes people to the afterlife. And you are on the train, and that's a bad thing. Because you're not actually dead. That's why you're fighting a train. <laughs> also, the train is an undead creature, so if you use a phoenix down on it, it's an instant win. 
I'll keep that in mind next time. You're not going to play it. Don't you dare get my hopes up. Well, I won't have time anyway, so it's all empty promises right now as uh, is. So, so along those lines, by the way, keep in mind, I have two friends locally who both just had, they've, their kids are now like three weeks and a month. Probably not even that. Um, and, and the answer that I'm getting is uh, mental stimulation for the parent is incredibly important because they're sitting there bored out of their minds because they can't do anything. They can't go anywhere. So find activities that you can do that are mentally stimulating and that you can pause at a moment's notice. Like classic JRPGs, assholes. <laughs> Super Mario RPG? Well, of course, yes. No, I play... I, I, Fuck you! No, I would play that. I have played that. I was... Fuck you! I was literally... Oh, yeah, Super Mario RPG, made by the same people... In the same format, with the same genre as Final Fantasy VI, with a different setting. Yes, I know, and I enjoyed it. I did not enjoy Final Fantasy. I, God I thought it was hilarious that Bowser had an attack that literally threw Mario at the enemies. I thought that was hilarious. Yep, yep that that was really funny. <laughs> he just literally that walks over really to Mario, funny. picks him he up. picks up Mario and throws him. <laughs> The mechanics of Super Mario RPG are great. I love them. God damn you. <laughs> F-Zero. Oh, I tried that one. It just didn't seem... I'm no good at racing games, especially classic racing games. Contra 3. That's the that's a shump, right? Yeah, side-scrolling, yeah. It's not really a shoot-em-up. It's, it's, yeah, I, okay, it's a shoot-em-up. Uh, side-scrolling. I, I, I don't have the reflexes like I used to. They come back. Yes, I know, because, I mean, for goodness sakes, Guitar Hero, oh my gosh. Uh, Earthbound. What is Earthbound? It's a game that you should try, <laughs> but you will hate. It's a really good little social commentary RPG. All right. Star Fox? Yes, of course I'll try Star Fox. Both Kirby's? I've never actually played a Kirby game before. Star Fox 2. Well, I'll have to play the first one first. I mean, come on. No, just, just the first level. What? They actually did lock. They locked Star Fox 2. It's on there, but you have to play the first level of Star Fox. Oh, good. Super Castlevania 4. Uh, next. God, Yoshi's Island. <laughs> sure. How are we friends? I, like, <laughs> that is a question I ask myself many times during the year. <laughs> we, we bond over games and our love of the gaming industry, but we play such different games. I know, it's hilarious. How did this happen in the first... Like, I'm glad that I have you as a friend. I like to have you as a friend. This is a good partnership, but... What the hell did we bond over? I can give you one word, and I can actually use that to segue away from this topic. Yeah? StarCraft. We did play a lot of StarCraft together. Yep. We did play a lot of StarCraft. Yep. And we can finally move away from this. This was almost the entire episode, wasn't it? Yep. <laughs> That's fine. We've, we've low, low counts on topics this week anyway. Uh, StarCraft Remastered release date has been announced. August 14th. August 14th. And if you pre-order, uh, you can get some, uh, yeah, pre-purchase and you can get three new, uh, basically command centers. I don't know what the command center, Nexus and Hive. Yeah. They like came up with new models yes. for them or what? Uh, pre-purchase unlocks the Core Hall command center, the Iyer Nexus and the Char Hive. Mm, it's just, it's literally cosmetic. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I want the game in the first place, so I don't know if I want to pre-purchase it because i don't know if i want it in the first place what do you mean you don't know if you want it i mean i, I liked starcraft it was a lot of fun but like 
has it held up? Would I go through and play the, the same map over and over again? Well, I'm in the right now in the process of playing through the uh, campaign. Well, but see, right there, you're playing the campaign. Why would you want to replay the campaign in, in a month and a half? True, and pay $15 for it. Is it going to be $15? Yep. That's not too bad. Yeah, $15, I do believe. I'm just double-checking. Yep, $15. I don't know. I'll have to think about that one. And it seems I have $5 in Blizz credit. Why the hell do I have $5 in Blizz credit? <laughs> I I couldn't tell you. Not only it's, uh, moving along. Yeah. Let's let's uh, so WoW and StarCraft leads us to esports cuz you know that's like one of the original what about things. WoW? Not WoW, I'm Blizzard. Okay. I meant I meant Blizzard. I guess we could talk about WoW before we move on to to esports right. uh, cuz there's a new WoW legacy server coming up Okay. called Felmist. The difference between Felmist and the other legacy servers that have come up is that instead of vanilla WoW, Felmist is Burning Crusade WoW. Ooh. Burning Crusade was a tough time. <laughs> that, that That's what made me stop playing. That's made. That's what made me stop playing, too. Well, it wasn't even Burning Crusade. It was the... Burning Crusade came out, and I'm like, I, I have no idea what's going on. I don't feel comfortable here. I'm going to stop. And I stopped. And that was that. Yeah, no, I, ooh, ooh, that. Yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure I'd support these decisions. No, that's. Like, Burning Crusade was just such a time sink. Yeah, nope, so, nope, not going to touch that with a 10-foot pole. Yep. Esports, StarCraft, WarCraft, esports, there we go. Uh, mostly like Rocket League and other other simple games. Um, ESPN is going to be hosting Rocket League. Oh, really? On ESPN3. So not actually on ESPN. Well, I, I don't know. Like, is ESPN3 considered part of ESPN? Yes, but it's web only. It's not an actual okay. channel. Isn't it? Would you like to quickly Google ESPN3? Nope. I don't need that term in my search history. ESPN3 is an online streaming service owned by ESPN Incorporated, a joint venture, yada, 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 that provides live streams and replays of global sports events. All right. So when somebody says, so oh, yeah, no, we're going to be on ESPN, I'd be like, what channel? It'd be like ESPN3, and I'd be like... You're like so you're on the internet. Good job. <laughs> Good job. You got on the internet. however, hmm? is also looking at esports. Wait, Nickel- Nickelodeon? Nickelodeon. Nickel- Nick, 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 Nick. Nickelodeon. Nick is kids. Nick at night. It, well, no, not Nick at, Nick at night. When Nick at night starts doing <laughs> esports, we know it is it has gone <laughs> way too far. Uh, they're partnering with some some folks for the Super League Gaming for an esports tournament. Hmm. So that's, again, just kind of a thing that's out there. Uh, Amazon Prime Day is coming up. July 11th, not on my birthday yep. today, this year. So I'm, I'm this year, your birthday today, good job. Sorry. So I'm, I'm holding on. There's um, FedEx literally at the front door, so I got distracted. Okay. I'm holding on purchasing things until the 11th, because if they go on sale on the, like, it's almost like leading up to the Steam sale, right? Like, you should never buy something on Steam in early May. No. Or, well, late May. Early May, maybe. But late May, like, why bother? It's probably going to go on sale. Yes. So I'm, I'm holding off. I'm adding things to my wish list so that on the 11th, I'll come in and be like, is this on sale? Is this on sale? Is this on sale? I guess I could make a bunch of llama, llama, llamas for it. Also true. But that seems like a lot of work. Yeah. Uh, Pathfinder Kingmaker. Okay. You are aware of Pathfinder, right? Yes. But the, F- you the know, FedEx the, truck the, is still the outside. RPG. Hold on Do a second. You need to go take care of the FedEx guy. One second. I guess he was just chilling in his car, because as soon as I walked towards the door, the FedEx guy started to drive away. Okay. 
Sorry about in that. In any case. Hmm? Yeah, Pathfinder. Pathfinder. The, the tabletop RPG thing that yeah. I, I play from time to time. The one that you started to play. And then stopped. With a play-by-email game. R- remember yeah. your play-by-email game? Yeah. Remember how many years ago that was? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> that's, that's never coming back. Um, Probably not. They they are making a isometric RPG set in one of the adventure paths of Pathfinder. So they're doing a Pathfinder version of Fallout, the original. The Fallout. original Fallout. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, Fallout Two is is a little more accurate because that's the guy who is is working on this is Chris Avalon. <laughs> so who did? I suggested Fallout, Fallout Two without realizing that the guy. <laughs> Who's doing it is Fallout who, 2. That's who fun. basically made... Right, so Fallout 2, Baldur's Gate, and more recently, came. he's the one who came back and did Pillars of Eternity, he did Planescape Torment, uh, and so now he's doing Pathfinder Kingmaker. And it was kickstarted uh, at $500,000, and with more than 10 days to go, it has matched that. In fact, it is now at $600,000. Oh, good. So, for those of us who, who play Pathfinder, uh, this is pretty exciting. Oh, and the music is by um, a guy named Inan Zur, which first off is just an awesome name. Uh, second off is the guy who did the music for Fallout 4. Oh, okay. And a few other things, but most notably to me, Fallout 4. Yeah, the da-da-da. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's this guy, and he's doing the music for Kingmaker. Nice. The company is called Owlcat Games, <laughs> which is just an adorable little owl cat. All right, what do you have, Andy? Um, Google's been fined 2.7 billion euros. That's a lot of money. Sorry, not 2.7, 2.4. That's less money, but it's still a lot of money. Why are they getting fined 2.4 billion euro? Um, because the European Union says that they were skewing search results. In favor of what? Uh, their own Google shopping site rather than, you know, other... I mean, I... Huh. And they got a fine for yep, that? By artificially and illegal pr- illegally promoting its own price comparison service in searches, Google denied both its consumers' real choice and rival firms the ability to compete on a level playing field. That seems so weird. On the one hand, I agree with them. On the other hand, if I go into Target, I don't expect Target to be like, by the way, here next to our price is the price available on everything else. Right? Yes. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, you're on Google, and so if you search for anything, like, you normally get the, the Google, like, shopping results at the very top saying, oh, yeah, no, it's this price here and this price... I, wait a second. I right. thought the shopping and Google... Hold on. Google Shopping. All right. Yeah, they don't actually sell anything on Google Shopping. Sure they do. Google has stores. Yeah, but if I'm searching for, like, you know, a Samsung Galaxy S8, they're not actually, you know, selling the product. So I don't know. But yeah, the European Union says they are. They're fining Google. Anti-competitive practices. And they said uh, Google has 90 days to comply. Otherwise, it will face fines every day equal to 5% of the average daily worldwide turnover of Alphabet. That's a lot of money. People are thinking it's about uh, 10 million euros a day, according to this article. That's a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Man, that would not fly here. No surprise. Google says they're going to appeal the uh, ruling. Yeah, no shit. Of course they are. So okay. So yeah, no. The European Union says Google, no surprise, is being monopolistic and abusing their uh, shirts shirts I, dominance. I have a I have a story to to help humanize the travel ban. Uh don't tell me. I didn't haven't looked at this, but I'm guessing this is the Afghan first competitors. These are indeed the Afghani first robotics competitors, who were coming to the first global challenge. Yes. 
being held in the United States. And they can't. Nope. They are Afghani. Yep. And so because of the recent Supreme Court ruling, not ruling, let's let's be clear, it wasn't really a ruling. It was the Supreme Court, like, decision in the, in the interim before they rule on the actual thing. Uh, they they can't come to the U.S. Their visas were denied. Which the other kicker on this one was they actually had to travel to the U.S. Em, uh, embassy, embassy in Kabul in order to do this, which, you know, has been a hotbed of terrorist activities in Afghanistan. It has been a major target of terrorist attacks in order to yeah. even apply for said visas to get into the country. Yeah, they did it twice. So that, that kind of sucks. It's an all-girls team, too, mm-hmm. which is really impressive in robotics. And also impressive in Afga- Afghanistan. And extra impressive in Afghanistan. And nope, they're not allowed. Nope. That sucks. Bet you that first won't take place in the U.S. next year. Oh, I, d- I highly doubt that now. Uh, anything else? Um, WannaCry got infected onto... Uh, couple hundred traffic cameras in the uk oops because the um the cameras even though they were not attached to the internet um said that okay yeah 280 cameras had been exposed because a maintenance worker unwittingly connected a usb stick with wanna cry on it into the camera system on june 6th and so it spread oops. through the camera network which you know wanna cry was the ransomware right yes oops so the uh, any speeding ticket issued by the cameras after June 6th has been uh, revoked, basically, for the time being. Because they can't get to the data? Well, they, they want to make sure that the uh, cameras were not, you know, infected by the virus and were functioning properly at the time. Hmm. The WannaCry malware caused the cameras to continually reboot, but there was no indication the malware had caused inaccurate radar readings, but the police were being overcautious to maintain public faith in the system. That's good. So they're withdrawing the tickets, but they're uh, the uh, one of the police officials, the assistant commissioner, said he was optimistic that seventy five hundred to eight thousand tickets that are affected could be reissued later once they review the cameras. Okay. So you're you're not out of the clear yet. No. But I would really hate to be that maintenance worker who, A, has the virus on a USB stick, yeah. and B, plugged said USB stick into the camera system. You know, just oops. That's all. Oh, that's just ridiculous. Really, really, really random dude. Really? Hey, how many times do you plug USB sticks into things for work? Uh, pretty often. How often do you virus scan your USB sticks? Uh, once a month. Uh-huh. So what are you going to do? What are you going to say when that virus scan comes up clean and then three weeks later you plug it into something and all of a sudden it goes down? Are you saying that I have bad internet surfing practices? I'm saying that you don't always know what you're plugging into. I'm not worried about your internet surfing habits. I'm worried about all the other things and people that you're plugging USB sticks into. You mean all the computers that we have uh, doing daily virus scan checks through Kaspersky? Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, yes, I, it I is exactly possible that. that I could get something that's, you know, pretty nasty because Kaspersky hasn't picked it up yet. Yep. And yes, I could, you know, maybe randomly, you know, infect something else. Just, you know, try to remember people have stories. Yeah, I know. It's it's easy for us to sit here on on high chairs or whatever and look down and say, like, ah, ha, ha, you stupid fool. Keep in mind, everyone has a story. I have to humanize people. That's what I've been told. Yep. I'm also not allowed to call people dumb. <laughs> Just remember, in in what, like this month, your your worldview is about to shift drastically. Yep. Uh, Speaking of ransomware, though, the next update of Windows 10 has what they are called controlled folder access. 
Okay. If an app attempts to make a change to these files and the app is blacklisted by the feature, you get a notification of the attempt. That's nice. So it will. it's designed to only allow specific apps to access and read to write to said folders. Okay. So if you have, you know, accidentally download ransomware and it tries to, you know, encrypt... Write to the folder. Yeah, it tries to write to said folder, you know, Windows 10 is going to go, hey, are you sure you want to do this? That that should help. Yeah. Until someone takes advantage of the system and uses it to protect folders that you don't actually want protected, and now you can't write your data. Yes, no, that would be sad. Yeah. So, yeah, but no, the Windows 10 update might actually have a good feature. Because I, I have a feeling like, you know, that would be something you could easily turn on for those who are not, you know, computer savvy and just be like, look, you know, if a box pops up that says, hey, you want to do this and you specifically didn't, you know, wanted to just say just say no. <laughs> All right. Random review. Unless there's something else you want to hit. Nope, I'm good. All right. Random review. <laughs> I'm reviewing an RPG. Why did you play an RPG? Because remember how I said I was just going to literally go through every single game on my Steam list? Yeah. So I finally had time to go through the next game on my Steam list, especially since, you know, I was looking at, you know, Steam more often. I'm like, you know, I got I got to get back on this because I still have 380 some odd games to go. Okay. Um, and there might actually be more depending on if, you know, I want to buy any of the 50 cent games on Steam. Um so I was like, well, what's this game? The Albino Hunter. I've never, put, let me try that out. So I loaded it up. The Albino Hunter is a game uh, created by RPG Maker. Uh, okay. Yeah, that, that, uh, yeah. Is it, is it someone who's hunting albinos no, no, you, or is this the, an albino, the albino you, hunter? You are the albino hunter and you're an albino who's a hunter. Okay. So. So you, you stay out of the sun? Not, there's, you, you're just, you know, albino. There's nothing really like a negative against that other than, you know, the, the classic social stigma. Okay. But yeah, no, it definitely has that JRPG feel to it. Yeah. Cause it's made an RPG maker. Yeah. Uh, like attacks, special yeah, okay. attacks, yeah. magic attacks. You know, you have, you know, you can get your whole party together, and it's all uh, time based. So it's not turn based, but it's that it's that timer thing that goes that ATB active time battles. Yes, it's ATB pace based, which is which is developed from one of the games I don't want to play, Final Fantasy. <laughs> they came up, to my knowledge, they came up with the ATB system. Which was designed to simulate turn-based, but also have some some longer implications, which is to say that when I take my action, depending on the action I'm taking, it could actually take longer to do. It was um, refined in Final Fantasy X-2 to, I think, what was the, the ultimate implementation of it. Ten two had a lot of really crappy things, but it also had like a really good job system and a really good ATB system. Anyway, so, albino about hunter. Albino hunter. You are an albino yes. hunter. You go out and hunt things. Yes. And where did you get this game? I don't know. I don't know where I got this game, but it was on my list. Oh my god! I was going you know alphabetical. It's really funny. It's on your list. It's in your. So you're you're just going down alphabetically through your Steam games, yes. right? I need to leave myself a note when you start getting into the late E's and early F's to just buy you Final <laughs> Fantasy and throw it in there. <laughs> Well, you don't. My birthday is coming up. Yep. But like you have to get it through. You have to get through the fallouts. You have to get through uh, Far Cries if you've got those. Uh, What do I have in the F's? 
Fallout, Fallout Tactics, Fallout New Vegas, Feeding Frenzy 2. Uh, I think we already talked about FTL. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's after Final Fantasy. That's that's it. Those those are my F okay. games. All right. So I need to like get you Final Fantasy 7 and maybe Final Fantasy 9. Mm-hmm. Those were those were good ones. So, yeah, no, it's it's an RPG. Uh it it's according to um Sorry, Kate just walked according in. According to... Oh. According to... According to people who have played it all the way through. Uh, game's about 10 hours long. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've gotten about an hour and a half into it. I'm kind of bored. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it it does... It, it's got definitely a, a fourth wall breaking to it, though, because at one point, your bartender at the very beginning of the game says, um, well, it's just after sunrise, you're completely out of gold, and you've been reset to level one for programming conveniences. Okay, so a little tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. And it's, it's like, you know, I work in a bar. Do you need to know how to walk around as part of the tutorial? So it's like, yeah, no, it... Uh... Cute. So, yeah, no, it's uh, it's definitely got a tongue-in-cheek feel to it. Um, he, the guy keeps on talking about how there's a couple of bugs in there that he wants to fix, but he's not actually a programmer because he wrote this game in, you know, RPG Maker. RPG Maker. Um, that uh, there are still some glitches in the game. Like, I think at one point there's like a, literally like somebody called like a glitch fairy in there. Ooh, so, that's, that's not usually very no. good. So my suggestion is to save and save often. Yep. But um, it's, uh, it's, it's an interesting jrpg um i've also decided not to play with the sound on because i hate the music oh no do you have cave story that's a c right yeah uh no but i have car mechanic simulator 2015 okay <laughs> why do i have car <laughs> so weird i, I don't know My andy game list is so weird <laughs> but I'm, I'm getting this for you as a gift for one part of your birthday while it's on sale now All right. Just do me a favor. When when you get to this game, let me know and and if possible stream it cuz I want to watch this. All right. All right. Right. So, yeah, no. Albino Hunter it's $5, 10 hours of gameplay. It's a pretty tongue-in-cheek JRPG. There might be some problems and I hate the music. So that's Am I going to continue to keep playing this? Most likely nope. not. I think until I think I got a couple of card drops still remaining. But uh, beyond that, yeah. Are you just doing it for the cards? I will. I will continue to keep playing until I get all the cards, and then I will stop. So okay, that's uh, the albino hunter. So random topic, rolled ahead of time. Hey, look at that! I've received a gift from Dave. Yep, amazing. <laughs> rolled ahead of time. Rolled ahead of time. Are you sunrise, daylight, twilight, or night? Sunrise, daylight, twilight, or night? I am the night. You are not Batman. <laughs> I'm Batman. You are not Batman. I'm Batman. Shh. No, you're not, Andy. <laughs> I, I mean, hmm. Where am I? Where, where am I? I am a night owl, though. It's like, you know, I... Yeah, I'm like, I think I do my... I, I don't know. My, I move from time to, like... There are days where I, I wake up and it's like seven in the morning and I'm like, all right, I'm up. Let's do shit. Yeah, no, I, I did that this morning. I think I got up at like eight o'clock this morning just because, you know, I was awake. And then there's days where I'm like, it's 12 o'clock. I don't want to get out of bed. The sky's awake, so I'm awake. And like I remember in, in college years, which was God so long ago now, um, 
I'd, I'd wake up and like the sun was setting. That's a problem. And I'd be like, okay, well, I guess I'll, I'll keep working until I get tired. And then when the birds outside started chirping at like six in the morning, I'm like, I should probably go to bed. There, there was a, a period of time where my reverse alarm clock was the birds outside. Mm. That was the sign of, okay, it's, it's time for sleep. Yeah, I, I had plenty, I had a good stretch there of jobs where I was working overnights. So I was yep. working at the bar, and I was working at Myers. Target? Target Target actually got shifted more towards the day. Okay. But yeah, Myers, Myers was overnight, and that was actually, you know, that's, if, if you need to go shopping at Myers, the middle of the night is the perfect time to do so. Well, have them build a Meyer out here, and I'll start going at the middle of the night, or just going at all. Yeah, just uh, ten, after 10 o'clock during the weekdays, because that's when the new, uh, the new stock is getting put out, so you can eat easily be like um excuse me you know if you're out of something you can ask the guys hey do you have more of that in the back or are you going to be putting more of that out here shortly which is just what they love to hear that said uh, a lot of the food at least that's stocked in grocery stores now aren't stocked by the grocery store no yeah no we had the, the the pop and the chips and a couple other things as well the bread those are stocked by the distribution companies yes. So we had a Pepsi guy come in and, you know, a uh, um, hostess guy come in and that sort of thing. Yep. Continuing on the trend of things that don't exist and, and date us. Oh, hey, my Steam gift has been accepted. Hey, 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 hey. I saw Wonder Bread in the store the other day. Yeah. So Wonder Bread is back. Okay. You know what I saw the other day? Yeah. Zima. Yeah. No, my boss actually put that on his Google Calendar to remind him to pick some up. Why? It's like, I never had it. We were too young when it first came out, but it's supposed to be disgusting. I don't know. I... Why would Why would you bring that back? It was so bad. I don't know. I think I'm I'm going to go with Twilight or Night. Yeah, no, I'm, I am I am a night owl. It's not as much as I used to be, but still, you know, yeah. I could probably go till about 3, 4 o'clock in the morning sometimes without thinking about it if it ever came to that. Yeah, so especially if you get, like, involved in a project, yes. right? You, you start working, like, we, we can just get so focused in on that. <laughs> Once again, I always told, I, I hate doing that, but when people ask me, like, you know, during job interviews, what's your greatest weakness? <laughs> I get too focused on a certain task. Yeah, I, 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 I preface it when I explain this. I'm like, look, I know this is going to sound cliche. Well, so so the way to approach it is not by sounding cliche. You don't say, I, I work too hard on something. That is cliche, and people ignore it and say, like, nope, they're gone. You say, like, my, my downside is I can get so engrossed in a single task that I, I tend to ignore um, other things like eating mm-hmm. or sleeping. Yeah. Because that's not cliche, yeah. right? The cliche is, oh, I, I just, I work so hard on something. Like, I, I just, I work too hard on it. But, no, I, but yeah, I tell them that. Like, look, you know. Right, that's that's the cliche. But don't don't preface it with, oh, this sounds cliche, because it is cliche. Saying that it sounds cliche doesn't change that and doesn't change the interaction with it. What you say is, I get too focused on a single task. And I also tell them the example of that. I have a weekday alarm that goes off at 1230 to remind me to eat lunch. Yep. It's like... Here's a specific example, and then, you know, if it's an in-person interview, I actually show them my phone and be like, look, I have an alarm that goes off every weekday at 1235. Yeah. And and what you do is you say, like, I, I can get too involved in a single task, and I recognize that, and so, like, here's an example of how I handle it, is I have this thing that reminds me to do other things. And then you turn the flaw, which is, is a flaw, into something that you've handled, that you've coped. Yeah. I help out with HR. From time to time, I get to do phone interviews. They're a lot of fun. 
All right. I think that's everything. Yeah. No, I'm we're, we're, we're night owls. That's just that's no surprise to anybody who knows us. Right. Correct. Okay. Well, on that unsurprising note, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Thank you.